welcome to my crazy artist life podcast, where we lift the lid and take an honest look at all things art, creativity, and business. From growing as an artist, improving your art practice, the ups and downs of being creative, as well as crafting a strong business that is enjoyable and it also nourishes the soul. Join us as we take a deep dive into what life is like as an artist in my crazy artist life. Hi Kat, how are you? Hello Lisa, fabulous, how are you? Oh, so excited to be back in the studio and recording some more podcasts. Yes, this is very exciting, always fun to chat to you. Um, Make sure everybody, we've got an announcement. We have now got our own social media page, which is on Instagram. So you can come and find at my crazy artist life on Instagram and make sure you give us a follow because we want to um, build a great community of artists learning how to do art and business better. So um, make sure you come and find us. It'd be great. Absolutely. Um, I'll try and promote it on my other Instagram um, and Facebook pages so you all see it because, you know, it's all about sharing. It's all about sharing <laughs> and the algorithm. We'll have a whole episode on the algorithm. Oh, I'm yes. sure we will. We all love the algorithm. <laughs> What's the um, topic today, Cash? It's all about is our art worth selling? How do you know? How do you know? Yeah, how do you know? Is your work good enough that somebody would be willing to pay money for or not? Yeah, um, I had a good think about this and I don't know if I ever thought about my art as, oh, is it worth selling? I mean, I was lucky enough to kind of start it as a hobby because it just felt like that it was me, you know. I had to do something for me when you have kids. That's just what happens, you know. Um, And starting out that way, it was kind of like I didn't think about, you know, is this worth something? Yeah. Does it matter if it sells? No, I didn't. I didn't even think about selling my art. I think a lot of artists, when they first start painting, they, a lot of them would doubt whether somebody would buy their work because it's very new. Their practice is very raw and un, unfinished. Often, mine definitely was not very pretty when it started. Yep, same, <laughs> exactly, same as mine. Um, and that's why I didn't really think promote it in a way to sell it I was just when I first started posting it on Instagram it was just like ah let me just get it out there see what people think because your Mm. art is going to get judged whether you like it or not that's what it is it's it's putting your heart and soul out there and being brave enough to show people what you do and what you put on your paper and yeah and when people actually want to buy it it's just like holy cow (laughs) really are you sure yeah so I don't think it's about is my art worth selling it's about having the courage to put your work out there and people if they love it if they connect with it they will buy it you know art is an emotional purchase it's it's not very very often it's not an emotional purchase it's always because the person that views it it makes them feel something Absolutely. and it stirs them and they, they purchase it because it, it speaks to them uh, in a very intimate way. Exactly. I mean, there are, you know, exceptions like the interior designers, they want it to match the couch. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, a lot of the time I find with my work anyway, um, it's all about connection. Yeah. 
Very much so. Well, we've got some great tips if you're starting out in your art practice in how to know whether or not your work is worth selling. And one of my tips would be to get really good at doing an honest self-critique. So what I mean by that is after you've finished a painting to sit back, even if you go back to it the next day, and this is not a negative practice. This is not you going in and tearing it to shreds and feeling bad about yourself and getting yourself in a bad place emotionally. This is about looking at it removed from yourself a little bit. Do I have good balance in my painting? Is is the way that I've set it up uh, a really good composition? Is my composition out? Do I have things out of scale? For example, um, in your color mixing, have you got enough contrast? Have you got enough um, dark and light to offset each other and to make it pop? Are you taking advantage of your brush strokes um, and your technique? Um, and also what your technical ability is. Um, on, my art has dramatically improved over just even the last two years and as you practice, your artwork improves. So just having a really honest critique um, about where your art is at, I think, is a Absolutely. great start. And that's very hard to do sometimes because you, you, you're sitting at it and just, you know, working at it for so long. You, mm. just, you can't get outside yourself to judge it. And mm. sometimes it's good if you have someone, you know, that, that you trust, that you trust, or, you know, it's an artist themselves that has a creative eye, mm-hmm. or, you know, if you know someone that works in a gallery, or you could even, mm. you know, if, even if you don't know someone at a gallery, you can just rock up and ask them. They're always quite nice and happy to yeah. help. Um, yeah. Having a good quality critique of your work is actually really beneficial. And it's not about you uh, getting all of this negative feedback, but it is about giving you feedback so that you can improve your practice. Yeah, exactly. so I've actually approached um, a gallery owner previously and asked her to critique my work, uh, which I thought was good. And she, she didn't critique my artistic side as much, but she did give me a lot of feedback about how I was presenting my paintings and whether or not she thought the buyer would actually be attracted to that. Um, so that was very, very good feedback. Um, what about you? Have you ever had somebody critique your work? I actually haven't really, technically, you know. Um, but I believe I think having a story to your art is also another thing. Mm. You know, where it came from. Um, whether, what you were feeling. What you were feeling and always put putting that out there, you know, for someone, you know, they may feel the same way and connect with your art that way. Even mm. if, like, if they read it, just the text itself they might connect to and yeah. Every time they look at, look at your art, they're like, oh, yeah, I yeah. see that now. I mean, sometimes it's not a good thing to put text, you know, because people like to have their art, you know, um, maybe create their own emotions in the person that's mm. viewing it rather mm. than you give them ideas on what it is. But sometimes I feel, you know, if that's your art and that's what you're feeling, yeah, it's good to put it, yeah, it's just a... I think it's hard to know when to do that, but yeah. I've I've had a whole series of um, floral paintings where I've actually used the title of the the painting to be very emotive and I've had people purchase 
the paintings because of the title the title of the painting spoke to them absolutely i've actually heard that quite mm. a bit um your title really does matter yeah and sometimes i find it really hard to title my work because mm. i've got a really long explanation and i'm like i can't put that as a title <laughs> um but yeah it, it's so important i've i've read it through uh, through so many artists oh i had this artwork named this and then I decided, no, that doesn't even work with it. And I changed the artwork name and all of a sudden It made a connection. It. Yes, it did. bought it because of that. Um, the other thing that we wanted to talk about was um, you need to be honest. If you're a brand new artist, you need to be honest with yourself about how much somebody is willing to pay for your art. You will not be able, if you've only been painting for a year, you will not be able to command very, very big dollars for your paintings it's some artists do hit the success button within 12 months but i think they're more of a rarity yeah um so just realize that when you are starting out you are going to start out at that lower more affordable price point a good way to do that is to have a look at other artists that have a similar style to you and that are a similar um, stage in their careers if they've only been painting for a year or two or if they're just launching and have a look at how they uh, are presenting their work and also how they're pricing their work. It's a really good um, balance. Absolutely. When I started out, um, I was part of a collective and um, it was people I didn't know and they invited me to this American collective and I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they want me to be part of the collective. And they were doing auctions maybe once a month and... um, yeah, I sold a couple of artworks at that stage and I think they were a part of my first few artworks that I sold. Um, and, yeah, they were only like $50, $60. But, you know, I sold something and it was so exciting for me. And it's a buzz, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a great buzz. And it's all about getting yourself out there, you know, on social media. And if you are out there, people will see it, mm. whether you're part of a collective, even if you find a collective that kind of, you see artwork that is similar to yours, you're like, oh, you can always message them and ask mm. them to be in that collective. I mean, what's the harm? Yeah. Yeah, the worst that could happen is they could reject you and you're like, okay, next. Try again. Try again. Yeah, keep going, you know, keep improving and then show them your new work. Mm. I often think sometimes when you are starting out and you don't get traction straight away from your art, even though you know that you've got excellent skill, it's probably because you haven't found your audience yet. Absolutely, yeah. And it's not a reflection on the quality of your paintings. It's about you haven't found the people to collect your painting yet. Exactly, exactly. Um, Again, it's all about just getting yourself out there and going onto Facebook pages, like groups that may not be certainly about paint, like painting or art itself. Like if you paint flowers, for example, get onto gardening pages and, you know, say, say who loves roses and, (laughs) you know, a rose painting of yours and people might go, oh, that's pretty. Is this for sale? You know, you just never know where you're going to make a connection. Think think creatively and think about who would be interested in your work. Exactly, exactly. The other thing that is actually really important, if you're approaching an online market, for example, or if you're approaching a gallery group show, Um, is have a look and see will my artwork fit within the other paintings I've often had a look at um, 
art competitions, for example, if I was going to enter an art competition, I'll go through and have a look at the previous finalists and for the, a few years and I, I would critically think to myself, can I picture my paintings sitting among the finalists in this in this uh, competition? And you know what? Sometimes my paintings actually would not fit. It's because the uh, competition might have more of a modern art abstract bent to it or it might have um, a, a completely different style and I'll be like, it's not actually worth my time because I can see that my work would not stand its own amongst this particular competition, but I've had other competitions where I've done very well in. So um, does your work fit within the artist space? Yeah, just get in the right right place by doing some research and that's really all it takes. And, you know, if you know the right people, then you will eventually get yeah. there to work out. Now you had a painting recently that had been sitting unsold for a very long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you just never know when you're going to sell. There's been paintings that I've wanted to paint over and then two seconds later it's sold. <laughs> I don't know if it's a mentality thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I had my first oil painting that I did, I don't know, five years ago and I eventually put it on, on, on Blue Thumb, which is an Australian online gallery, and... Um, it just sat there. I'm like, oh, that's never going to sell. But you know what? It's it's on a piece of paper. It's not taking up much space. So I'm just going to leave it there. If it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. I'm, I'm not really hugely fussed about it. But, yeah, eventually, three years later, it sold. Yeah. It found the right person. And I was like, holy cow. <laughs> Finally. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter if it doesn't sell straight away. It, it's, it doesn't mean that it's not sellable mm, mm. it just means it hasn't found the right person and eventually there's always a person out there that will connect with your painting your stories actually um freaked me out because i've got a few paintings that i want to paint over the top of <laughs> and i keep thinking about Don't your story <laughs> and thinking if i paint over it is it going to be bad karma and is somebody going to email me the day after i painted over it that they want to buy it oh my gosh just make sure you take it off <laughs> your online galleries before you paint over it yeah because you never know as soon as you put one gesso stroke over it you might get an email the next day so i want to buy it yeah so i don't know if you're not really feeling it i say go ahead paint over it but just make sure you take it off (laughs) off your sales list so you're not selling i think if they're a real fan collector as well that they would possibly go through your instagram feed all the way through for a long time to try and find older work that would be available especially if you don't have a lot of available work because you sell out reasonably quickly yeah so that could possibly be that's true yeah i didn't think about it that way um i do notice sometimes when i see the likes on my instagram like someone's gone through and it's like liked a whole heap all the way back. i'm like whoa you I went back to 2017 yeah. and i look at some of the artwork and i'm like oh crap i should remove this it's really <laughs> ugly but then i think you know no because they see how how you've grown and yeah they might even like the way you you drew slash painted back in the day you know mm. they might connect to something that you did i don't know big eyes on or yeah. you know, flowers in the hair or fla- flowers on the face and they're like oh that's pretty cool i haven't seen that before so well i've I, a great story for me is i posted an instagram post over the weekend of me painting at my studio table 
And the painting that I had in front of me when I was getting the uh, photograph taken, I've actually never listed online because I personally didn't like its composition. I thought I'd actually made a mess of it and stuffed it up and I, I really didn't enjoy the painting at all. So it's still in my drawer and I've never scanned it in and posted online. And a lady posted, I made it a comment on my Instagram and said, oh, that painting that you're working on is absolutely stunning. And I'm like, oh. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't even think of putting it up because I had critiqued it to a point where I didn't think it was worthwhile showing to the world. So yeah. I think um, there is a bit of a give and take in doing your own self-critique. Yeah, you're, you're always your own worst critic. You like, are. I, I always find that. I've, I've talked to so many artists and they, they're always like, no, that's the crappiest painting I've ever done. Like, oh, look at the, the colours, it's just not right. And then mm. I look at it and I'm like, no, I actually kind of like that. That's And that's it's always cool. one spot on the painting, like a leaf or a colour yeah. or a nose, and you're like, I can't stand that painting yeah, because of that one of spot. That one spot, yeah. And you, sometimes you don't even know what's causing the problem. <laughs> you just look at it something off about it I don't even want to paint it anymore and you put it aside into yeah. a drawer <laughs> never see it again I wonder if we had a sneak peek into some of the masters artist studios whether or not they would be very critical of their own work as yes, well that would be so awesome I'd be fascinating. some of their crappiest paintings would be like we'd look at it well I'd look at it and be like holy cow that is so cool that is amazing I want that <laughs> it's quite common for um some of the the larger artists to actually slash some of their work if they really can't stand it and they get their their knife out and they just slash the canvas so it can't be sold yeah (laughs) but some of the big artists also do it on purpose after it's sold like (laughs) clever man It's great marketing. It is great marketing. Oh, well, we really want to encourage you to keep going with your art practice. And, you know, your friends and family, my my earliest purchases were all friends and families. They they were the ones that, you know, kept buying my paintings and I was so and commissioning portraits and things like that. So oh, that's so lovely to hear. Um my family was really quite supportive, but um I, I always just drew and painted for them and just gave it to them, yeah. Did never, you? never really sold. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just felt uncomfortable. It's a weird feeling. I can't explain it, but yeah. I just felt uncomfortable asking family. For money. For money, for my artwork, yeah. Mm. I just Maybe because at the time I just thought, oh, this is a hard hobby, you know, this isn't a business, so, yeah. you know, and I can draw, I can paint. Um, and, you know, if someone turned around and said, oh, I love that, you know. Mm. And I think a lot of people do do this with close friends and mm. family. They feel obliged obliged or guilty about mm. asking for money. I don't know why. It's just this funny mentality, isn't it? Yeah, it is actually very important not to uh, give away your artwork for free. Yeah. I, try, I, I really don't except for my, my mum, really. <laughs> She gets a free painting, <laughs> but not many other people do. It's it's actually very very rare. And I might do it, uh, for example, for a special uh, birthday. I did a portrait for my auntie, yeah, just a few months ago. But it was a significant birthday for her, so that was kind of my gift to them. But um, yeah, try not to give away a lot of stuff for free. A great way to know if your art is worth selling is you'll get a lot of people commenting on it regularly going, wow, that's amazing. I really love your work. You'll get 
feel like when you do present your work to your friends, you'll get a lot of uh, compliments. Or, for example, if you show people your social media page, you get a lot of comments. So it's a really good sign if you get a lot of people go, wow, that's amazing. Absolutely. And it doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it could take a while. It's taken me, you know, four or five years to get to where I am. And just in the last year it's kind of snowballed and I still can't get my head around it. It's just so surprising. Every time it still hits me with like an explosion every time someone buys my artwork. I'm yes. Like, what? Yeah. Oh my god, this is so Especially cool. if they buy an expensive painting, it's yes. very humbling. And when someone comes back and buys More. a few paintings, mm. you're just like, Oh my god, this is so beautiful. I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good feeling. It makes you feel special and yeah. um you know, and I love that they connect with my work in that way. Yeah. But keep painting. Yes. Keep painting and keep showing up. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. See you soon. Bye. And that's it for today's episode. We hope you thoroughly enjoyed it. Would you like to subscribe? That way you can get notifications when we bring out new episodes every week. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media. And if you want to, you can leave a review. That would be fantastic. Have a great week and see you next time.